everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is April 26, 2021. Dave, I, I can barely stand. I got the second uh, oh, yeah. Pfizer shot on Saturday. I don't know if I'll, fuck, I don't know if I'll make it. I'm fine. I got a buddy of mine who <laughs> yeah. won't get it done. Really? Yeah, Why? Honestly, because he's a Trump guy. Oh, shit. And even though Trump's gotten it done and his yeah. wife and his daughter, everyone else has gotten it done because Trump forever was that's putting why, it down. That's why we'll never. We're, that's Dave, that in a, is a microcosm of San Diego and this country. We'll never get out of our own way. Yeah. We'll never get out of our own way. Well, he sends me stuff all the time That's if it's negative. Like he had right. a thing today, Israel doing a deal on the Pfizer shot for an enlarged heart. Okay. And I'm like, well, here's the here's what would make him do it. No one, yeah. Him. If if they made it so you couldn't travel until you could show proof of getting the shot, yeah, which I think is going to happen, and that that would make him actually do it. But he tests people all the time that we know because I'm standing there, and he goes to all these military guys because he was a military guy, yeah. And he goes, did you get it? Yep, fully vaccinated. Every one of them says, and I know every time he hears it, he's like, I thought you were team me. I thought you were in. Yeah, yeah. like what happened? Yeah. Give me back your foil hat. <laughs> so it, it's it's so it's so funny. But he's the last one I know. Out of all the people I know, which I'm I'm happy that people are doing it. Yeah. And, but he's the last person I know that refuses to get the shot. Uh, fuck whatever. I, I you know I live your life however you want to live it. Right. Live yeah. your life. It, it's all bullshit. They <laughs> they microchipped every one of you because you're all so fucking interesting. We can't wait to see what you're doing. Same guys that have nine followers on social media, right? But all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden now, you're so interesting, yeah, that everybody needs to know what you're doing. We're gonna we're gonna track you as you go to Home Depot and dick around a little too much by the charcoal. Shut up, my God, <laughs> a bunch of douchebags. Now I went to uh, now a really good buddy of mine, right around our age, yeah. Talked to him for a bit on Friday. Man, he was all out of it. He, what did he get? Which one? He'd gotten a second Pfizer shot. Okay. And then uh, I talked to him Friday. And then Friday night, I went to dinner with my ex. And we were talking. She got her second shot, but she got Moderna. Okay. She had been run down and just didn't feel good for a couple of days. But she's good now. She's fine. And so I was telling her, hey, I go tomorrow, meaning Saturday, and get yeah. the second Pfizer shot. She goes, God, it's weird. Two of my friends got it and were laid out in bed, Pfizer, and a couple days, fever, nauseous, the whole thing. Um, my buddy who got it didn't have that, but just felt like, he woke up and he was tired. He woke up and he was tired. And that lasted, he said, for probably a good 24 hours. Yeah. So I was a little freaked out all of a sudden, right? But I was like, well, screw it. I got to go. So I went Saturday. And I also think, Dave, there's a part of it, depending on who gives you the shot. Because it's a big shot. <laughs> and when I got the first time, the lady was like, whoop, and done. Yeah. And you... I mean, you didn't feel anything. And this time the other day, 
not that she had anger issues, but it was definitely different. Yeah. You felt this one. That happened to me on the first one. It felt like yeah. the fucking scene from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Who jams it to the breastplate to bring him out of, bring yeah. her out of it. I was definitely. Like, take it easy. Hey, easy. Nolan Ryan? Yeah. Calm down. What What's going on? <laughs> so, but I get the second one. Hang out. Oh, I almost got in a fight. Oh, good. I had last weekend. I'm glad you had one this weekend. Oh, my God. This was great. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you how I almost got in a fight. Okay. Oh, I, I almost got in a What an eventful, like, hour and a half I had. Oh, wow. And then we'll get into Padres. Yeah, okay. Um, But, you know, you sit in this room and you hang out for, like, 15 minutes. So we all do it. And then what I had done was just did a little reading. And literally, Dave, as soon as I got out, I went to the nearest 7-Eleven. Grabbed a couple of smart waters, a Gatorade, and just started chugging water like crazy. Hydrating, a couple of ibuprofen, and just throughout the day. Just drinking water all day. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, felt fine. Felt fine Saturday night. Watched the whole UFC card, which was great. Woke up Sunday. Felt fine. But we went to Coronado. And I would just say, you know how you feel like on the last day of the flu? Yeah. Where you're fine, but you'd probably say you're at about 90%, right? Where you go, ah, there's just something still lingering a little bit. I had a little bit of that yesterday, but other than that, fine. And good to go today. No problems at all. No throwing up, none of that stuff. No, none. But but listen, it's impacting everybody different. So just be careful. Talking to a friend who's a doctor just said hydrate make sure you hydrate a lot during the in the morning after you get the shot maybe take an IV couple IV profren and just kind of lay low and and you should be good to go i talked to somebody the other day who uh used to work for pfizer and they were saying to me cuz i thought what i thought it was and i'm sure a lot of people feel the same way too and i'm going to do the best to educate you on what i was told okay okay good enough is that when you get the flu shot for example they inject you with part of the flu. Correct. Okay, with that. Now, I've never had a flu shot. Yeah, that's what you say. With that, and I, I get them every now and then, depending yeah. if I'm there and they go, hey, you want your flu shot? I go, well, do I need to get it? You know, and then they go, like, yeah. yeah, I'd get it. So I always get it if they if I'm there. Yeah. But if I'm not there during that time, I know I don't get this flat shot. So e- either way. So they inject you with that strand of this year's flu a little bit. So you feel it, and maybe mm-hmm. you might get a little bit sick, but it, your body learns to fight that. It's kind of Correct. like... You remember when you had kids that were young and they're going to school and they're bringing back shit and you're uh, getting sick? All the time. Every parent goes through and going, what the fuck? I've never been more sick in my life than when my kids started going to school. Right. So I thought with um, what was going on with the COVID shots was the same thing. They're nope. giving you a little bit of a strand. It's not, and the answer is no. What no. I was told is it's actually um, put into your body, teaching your body to fight covid but it's not anything with covid in it that they're putting into your body uh that's confirmed dave because when you leave you're given the faq sheet and that's one of the things at least where i went uh that was on there hey are you shooting covid into me no we're shooting a microchip no uh no i'll get inside it says no we are not the vaccine does not include any of it so i got my second well i got both my shots at Cal State San Marcos, which is funny because I've been on that campus a few times. And for whatever reason, Saturday, like I completely lost track of how to get there. You ever do that? Like when you're driving to high schools now for games? Yeah. 
uh, for you coaching, where you're like, yeah. dude, I've been here, not 50 times, but I've been there Enough. at least 10 times. And I was all off, but luckily I was there early. And so uh, it's a parking structure. They make you pay for parking? Nope. Good. And I do a U-turn, and I get behind a guy driving a big, uh, it's a Mercedes-Benz, but it looks like one of those airport shuttle things, yeah. like Philip Rivers Yeah, had. the Sprinter. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, the Mercedes Sprinter. Okay. So I'm getting behind this guy, and he's getting ready to turn into the structure. It's a real smart car to drive to fucking get your shot. Yeah, what, right. What are you, fucking driving the Partridge family, asshole? Yeah, you fucking dick. So this guy starts pulling into the structure, and I'm like, it's got the hanging yellow bar, like the eight foot. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way this guy's going to make it, but he drives this thing all the time, yeah. so he must know. Well, the thing is, too, and Dave, you probably saw it. If you're lucky enough to be in the group that can get shots right now, yeah. it's guys on our range, but it's still all the goddamn blue hairs that are in the group. Yeah. So this guy makes the right turn into start heading into the structure. And then I'm like behind him. And as soon as I get behind him, I have two cars right behind me. Grandma and her fucking sister, Granny. <laughs> Well, this guy, as soon as he gets there, he realizes, oh, I can't get in, and just starts backing up. Oh. I, I don't have anywhere I can go. You honking the horn? So I'm just, eh, and he just keeps coming. So I'm like, fuck. He's going to hit the car you're about to sell? I, yeah. So now <laughs> I'm looking in the rearview mirror, and I'm telling the lady. Back like, up. Ba you're like Drew Brees in that ESPN commercial? <laughs> Where do you want me to go? It's too big. <laughs> That's the guy in front of me. And the old lady, so fucking clueless, is giving the hand sign like, let's go. I'm like, can you fucking see, Nana? This guy's driving the goddamn uh, Christopher Columbus here, right? Let's go. And this asshole just keeps backing up. So I'm just horn, horn. I'm so pissed at this stupid lady behind me. You just get out and dislocate her elbow. And I swear to God, Dave, I was like, that's it. I'm going to beat the fuck out of this guy. I'm not going to be able to get my shot. I don't care. I'm so pissed at both of them. So finally, she figures it out. She gets out. This guy just keeps coming. So I'm still riding the fucking horn. And I'm like, that's it. I'm just, I'm done. Who are you going to take out first? The guy in front of the I'm girl in back? Well, she's 90. I don't know why she's getting the vaccine. She should be ordering a fucking urn. And, uh... <laughs> So now I get out, and I'm like, that's it. I'm going to fucking kill this guy. And as soon as he backs up and starts looking, I swear to God, I thought it was Rick Moranis. <laughs> he already got his ass kicked. Remember like, he got punched in New York. Yeah. Dude, I was so mad. And as soon as I saw this guy, I'm like, who's this fucking guy? Look at this little dork. Driving this big bus. I said, keep moving, Moranis. Can't kick your ass, little shit. What are you doing? Taking Girl Scouts somewhere, huh? To Aquatica, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, it's so funny because I was so mad. I was like, that's it. I'm going to fucking kill this guy. And then he, he big glasses, horn really looked like Napoleon Dynamite. How long did it take to get the fuck out of there? To get in there to, after he cleared out? Oh, for him? Yeah. Well, we just uh, we just circled around. We just backed out. We got Jesus right back in. Jesus Christ. This guy's the biggest clown ever. But I got uh, 
I got a, you know what? I'll save it for the Dan Williams. I'll save it for when okay. we talk about Dan Williams. From, uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll remember to tell you what happened on Saturday. Something really cool. And yeah. I'll, I'll share it. But it, it, well, I'm glad to, to hear, most importantly, that you, uh, you, you didn't feel any major side effects. I got to do my last one on uh, May 7th. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like, hey, that, that's a major thing basically taken off your list? Was, yeah. Like, where you just feel right. like, hey, cool. I'm heading in the right direction. Right. Life's going to get back to normal. Yeah, although I had Stern on, and I don't know if you were driving around listening to Stern at all today. He's saying his wife, because they're vaccinated, will not wear a mask anymore. Really? Yeah. I you know, I tell you what. Here's I, I've thought about this, outside, too. Outside. Like, when they're you. outside walking around. Okay, so I've thought about this. The reason I would continue to wear a mask yes. is I don't want to scare the fuck out of anyone else. <laughs> right. I don't need to explain my story. So I'm not right. going to sit there and go, well, if you ask, I'm going to tell you. I got both of my shots. But anyone else who sees me, I'm, I just don't want to scare the shit out of them. So I'll wear a mask. It's no big deal. If you see anybody, and, and it's the guys that are out in public, could be at Target or the sandwich shop, whatever, and they've got the mask around their ears, but it's like under their chin. Yeah. Don't you just look at him like, shh, fuck's your problem? <laughs> I did that with a lot of people without <laughs> right? the mask. What the fuck's your problem? Yeah. Hey, stupid, pull it up, okay? I I just, Dave, I'm with you. I, I just, as much as we talk here, I want to be as low maintenance as possible. Yeah. So. Well, I don't understand people that want to bring anything on. Just, yeah. Dude, don't you want to just go back? When you leave the house and you're doing whatever, whether it's going to a restaurant or right. Target, you don't want to have to talk to no. anybody. And I don't just want, get your shit and get it in and out. I don't want to do anything that rattles anybody else, right? Yeah. Just, just go in and do my thing and do my part for everybody and just let everybody. God damn, it's enough crazy things going on. I I don't need to add any drama to your day. So, now I'm with you. I I was happy to get it. Um, I think we said if you get two, I know people talked about getting it laminated. Yeah. But they also said don't do that because there's always a chance you may need a booster. And, yeah, oh, that's true. And if it's laminated, then they can't do anything on it. So just keep it wherever you keep your important documents and uh, and be ready to go. But, yeah, it was cool. I, I was – I don't know. I, I don't know the last time where you go, oh, that, that's good, right? Mate, yeah. You know what it felt like? Honestly, it's kind of dopey. Remember when you passed your driver's test? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, okay, nice. It kind of felt like that. I still can't figure out on the size of the card why they went that particular size. Why, If they can give you a social security card that's the size of a business card, yeah. why wouldn't they do the same thing? I mean, for a guy, you can't stick that fucking paper in your wallet. It's too big. No, what you'd want to do, just make a uh, photocopy of it, and then I just... Lose yeah. both of them? Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Um, <laughs> exactly. No, I just just fold it. The photocopy, you just fold like okay. you fold your insurance card. Just curious. Mm-hmm. Between the two shots, where did you put have the paper for that month? Oh, um, in my trunk. Did you? Yeah. And just tr- try to say that you're going to remember that it's in your trunk when you're going to need it again. Yeah, and then because I have kids that just throw things everywhere. It was in my trunk for about two weeks. And then probably about, the, uh, probably, you know, 14 of the days. And then the last seven, it was in the glove compartment. Yeah. But gotcha. now it's funny. It's at my ex's house because I told her, wherever I put this thing, I'll, I'll have no clue where the hell it is. So she's like, just give it to me. I'll put it with the kids. <laughs> Sorry, disgusted with you. She knew. 
She's like, I'll, uh, because just give it to me. It'll be with the birth certificates and everything else. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. Good. Thank you. Good enough. Yeah. All right, so the the big story, and I gotta ask you a little bit about the fights this weekend too. But the For big sure. story is obviously what happened to the Padres. Four so game great. series in L.A. Again, it's uh, it, it's the only the second series the Dodgers have lost since 2019. Yeah, and they lost at home. So the Padres go there and they take three out of four. It was uh, it was insane. It's awesome. and, it, and you know what's cool? I, I'll, I'll jump around. Is the fact that it was insane not only for us who are have interest in both teams, right? But it's now become a national story. Yeah, it's the first thing on PTI. Colin Coward, who never talks baseball because he says it doesn't equal ratings, yeah, talked about it over and over again, and and it's the only baseball I've heard him talk for years because it has become this is the show of Major League Baseball. These two teams, yep. everything that's involved. It's not just San Diego and LA. People on the East Coast are talking about these two teams. What I thought was very funny was Buster Olney has lost his heart on for the Padres. And incredibly respectful for what Preller and Seidler have done. Incredibly respectful to who that team is, uh, while also complimenting the Dodgers. You know, Dave, uh, this this was my takeaway. Um, I, I, I thought it was great. I thought... The entire 10-day experience was so awesome, not only as a Padre fan or as a Dodger fan, as a baseball fan, right? Because there were so many different polarizing figures in this. And and I got to tell you, man, I don't know. Maybe I'm a complete idiot. When I was watching Bauer, Trevor Bauer, go down after the Hosmer hit, I said to my kids, I'm like, dude, this guy gets it. This yeah. guy gets it. And you saw him afterwards where he talked about Tatis and saying, you know, it's the challenge of, of hitting and, and saying, yeah, man, it's a tough game. Celebrate it. Yeah, he said, uh-huh. why would I throw at somebody for beating me? I, yeah. I love that he said that because those dumb unwritten rules of baseball. We, we've yeah. talked about this on the show for a few years, that one thing that's missing in baseball is what happens in those yeah. Caribbean leagues. Yeah. You know, the excitement. As you talked yeah. about soccer games when you went to London and everything. And you yeah. have a guy like Tatis, who's the most exciting guy in the game. You got a guy like Bauer, who's a Cy Young Award winner, who played the game as sports guys. Like, right. I'm trying to beat you're trying to beat me. If you beat me, I'm not going to seriously injure you and knock you out for six weeks. Right. I'm not going to break your wrist no. or hit you in the face. That doesn't make sense. Those old days of Bob Gibson and Don Drysdale are done. Yeah. Thank, hopefully forever. Hopefully yeah. people learn from what they saw this weekend. Because it doesn't do any team good. Imagine if you lost Tatis for six weeks now with a broken wrist because Dustin May was going to pay back for what yeah. happened to Bauer the so, day before. So stupid. It's, it it's horrible the for the game. That's yeah. why the quarterbacks are protected in the NFL. So your stars don't go down. Yeah, I I, I think, Dave, what, what I took away from it was, man, that was great. Like, that was really great. It two, was. Two teams up for it. Two guys, right? I mean, there were there – were, how many times now I'll I'll tell you the truth, you'll understand this, Dave. I think I saw combined last night's game fifteen pitches. Oh, really? I'll tell you why. Don't Every, tell me you're watching the Academy Awards. Fuck no. Good. Every time I turned that game on, something started going wrong for the Padres. Oh, he pulled the jinx move. I did. Did I I did it before in the postseason. And I, I couldn't Watch it. We yeah. were in Coronado 
I'm watching on ESPN Plus. The Dodgers get the first two. I'm like, ah, can't do this. When do I come back? Sixth inning. Nick Ramirez. Can't do this. Nick Ramirez. Fuck. Chris Taylor hits the big three-run shot. Didn't see that. It was a big shot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But they're down. Now we're kind of checking in. Now we go to dinner, and uh, they're going to the ninth. And all of a sudden, after it had been 7-1, it's 7-5. And I'm like, oh. So we're we're at a, it's me, Jack Cade, we're grabbing pizza. And I'm like, we're going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go. And my kids are like, what? I'm like, if they're going to have any chance to tie this game, I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm single-handedly responsible. Oh, that's funny. For everything that's gone wrong. I get out. Jack comes back. He goes, uh, they tied it. I go, of course they did. I got the hell out of there. <laughs> So now I'm a wreck. <laughs> do your parents, I mean, do your parents, do your kids think you're nuts? hundred percent. That's funny. But they loved it. They've done it for years. Yeah. It, it, I mean, we always, was it Jake? Who was it that was climbing down for the Titans playoff yeah. game? Yeah. I had to go get him out of the garage when things were going so well. He was running into the street. And it, and it and, made me move my spot. And, and they, it jinxed him. Yeah. Then uh, Ray Lewis intercepted a ball and ran it back and the fucking Ravens go to the Super Bowl and win. Has Rita ever apologized for Never. that? Never. No, of course not. So I I did my part yesterday because it was 100% every time I I was watching. uh, I also saw, because I came back, they called my number. Yeah. I come back, it's the ninth when it's tied. And did they have two guys on? They had guys on all the fucking time. Yeah, probably. And, you know, out, out while I'm sitting there. Fuck. Um, so I was very in tune with what was going on while not trying to watch every pitch. I surely wasn't ignore, ignoring it. Dave, I, I thought it was so good. And I, I swear the yeah. Bauer thing I thought was pretty cool. Maybe I'm completely naive. I, I liked it. I sent a thing out saying, hey, Padre fans, you still hate this guy as much as you used to. Now, look, I know off the field shit. This stuff I don't agree with. If yeah. We've said it on the show. I wasn't a fan when they signed him. Didn't want him to sign him. Before yeah. they signed him, I said I didn't want him. But I like the way the game is changing. The old man baseball is over. Yeah. The guys like Tatis with the bat flips or the swinging three and zero, oh, and the stuff he did, mocking Bauer. Bauer was all for it. He did yeah, the he, he did the Conor McGregor fucking yeah, arm walk. Vince he McMahon. did the one eye cover. Yeah. yeah, he did the he did the whole deal. So I, I had zero issues with no. with any of it. And fuck the people on Twitter. Honestly, you guys could learn from some of this. The people that as actually threaten physical harm over tweets, I think, so is bizarre stupid. as fuck. My son went to the game yesterday. Oh, so nice. Josh went with four Padre fans, and he said literally there were five Padre fans in Dodger Stadium. <laughs> he goes, there was no one there. But he, he was with some guys that were talking crazy shit to Dodger fans. And he said uh. the Dodger fans, nothing was going on. And I, yeah. actually, I knew uh, people that went on the Thursday game, and the Padre fans were talking shit again. And they said the Dodger fans did nothing. But Josh said to the people with them, hey, stop. Yeah. We're going to get the shit kicked out of us. And and yeah. guess what? I'm going to be associated with you. And he goes, it was insane that these guys pounding beers at 1850 yeah. a beer Holy are sitting there yelling at Dodger fans like you want some. And the Dodger fans finally are going, because they're pissed their team's yeah. blowing a 7-1 lead. Hey, we're going to fuck you up. Like, how much shit do you expect to take? And 
It was one of those where he said he got. He said he, at first it was warm. He was at the top. He was front yeah. row at the top. One hundred and sixty dollars a ticket though. Jesus. And he said it was. Then it got cold, and then it was like we aren't fucking going anywhere. The Padres are coming back. Yeah. But he goes. The guys he was with were like looking for a fight, and he goes, "Dude, well, you you're, you're going to lose. You get that at Petco." Okay. Well, I saw it at Petco the weekend yeah. before. With Dodger fans. No, honest to God, dude. I'm and I'm not being a, a Dodger or Homer. I'm telling you, it was the Padre fans every time. Like I think there's yeah. so much built built up frustration of being the little brother. Yeah. That it's coming out now of, let's go. And I'm like, dude, just go to the fucking game. It's like yeah, I never understood up. the people that sent front row at a football game where the goalposts are. Yeah. Losing their shit like the dog pound guys in Cleveland. Yeah. We, you and I have been on the field of NFL games while they're going on. It is not the same intensity there as it is right. in the front row. Calm the fuck down. You aren't going to determine the outcome of the game. Well, Enjoy the it, game. Yeah, I mean, you get it from both sides. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's dude. Why? I, listen, Matt. Maybe we just got too old. And no, and, when dude, when we were in our twenties no, doing this shit, we never fucking went fuck to a game no. and looked to punch guys in the face that were in a different well, color jersey. Well, that's because there were eleven hundred people at that fucking game that I was going to. You have to go find the only guy we wanted to beat up was that old guy in the dirty starter jacket selling the paper. His fucking noodle arms up in the air. <laughs> Sit down, dirty. Um, I thought it was great, man. I thought it was great. And, yeah. and that team desperately needed a day off. And so they now did. they, they go to Arizona for two and then get another day off. What the balls on that Jim Betancourt is a Giants fan asking anybody if they got tickets. Yeah. Not for you. <laughs> Not for you, John Baker. Huh? going to go out there in your Aubrey Huff jersey. Fuck no. Oh, my gosh. Not in this dojo. All right. So here's what cracked me up. So Matty V's doing the game with A-Rod. Yeah. Okay, last night. A couple things. One is I'm watching people rip the fuck out of Matty V, not realizing it's Matty V, former Padre announcer who's loved yeah. in this town. Oh, this guy fucking sucks. And I'm loves like, his team, too. He loves the team. He loves Mark Grant, loves everything about the Padres and their struggles, and he roots for yeah. them. And people are ripping the shit out of Matty V. And I'm like, dude, that's one of your own. You know, yeah. calm the fuck. Oh, and you're, I'm reading all these comments. Maybe I'm spoiled by the Padre great announcers we've had in the past. I'm like, he's one of them. Yeah. Do you know who the fuck's talking right now? Well, poor Padre, oh. great Padre announcers you've had in the past. Uh, I think we can limit to five. Yeah, and and they tell you what you want to hear. Well, <laughs> I I limit it to five. I'd go when we're talking about play by play guys. I would go Ted, Jerry, Bob Chandler, Matt, and Orsillo. Yeah. Who'd I lose? Anybody? Well, don't tell me fucking Enberg. I don't want to hear it. It was atrocious. It's fucking it. Now listen. Are you going to say anything about the, the color commentators? Because people so, might not understand. You're a Grant guy. You aren't. He's not like it was a shot at Grant. That's not. Hey, I, I, that's pretty strong to say I'm a Grant guy. Um, I just said the play-by-play guys. Yes. We've had five. Oh, no, wait. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. I, I think Agler's great. Agler is great. I think Agler is great. He's, so, he's ahead of the pace. And and you know what? He was not here very long. But yeah, there's got to be. I mean, personal. Geff, it was a blast for us, right? But Geff, Geff didn't get to call very many games here. No. What about Horton? I, I call bullshit on that. He's trying to tell me. I had this conversation with him, and he said he called like three innings of a game. I think it was him and Flannery. You think he put it on his resume? Yep. <laughs> Stolen Valor. Geff absolutely did. And Geff was on Channel 4. And you know who I like, too? Really fucking good dude. I liked when Andy was here. Andy Mazur. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mel Proctor. 
Mel's a good dude. I just, I never, Mel, I always, uh, I like Mel a lot. Um, I thought our buddy Wayne Hagen was coming here. San yeah. Diego State guy coming home. I like Wayne. And Wayne and Mud. I didn't feel like there was any chemistry at all between Mel and Mud. None. Zero. Well, also it was the same with Enberg and Mud. It was terrible. Edinburgh fought Mud every game. Like, literally, Mud would say something, and Enberg would either ignore him or make a, a comment trying to make Mud look dumb. I, I didn't like Enberg, man. I, I really didn't. Nothing personal. He never did anything to me. Man, I hated the way he treated people. I, I found him to be an incredibly big fraud. And I know there are people, friends of mine, that like him a lot, and that's cool. Maybe for them, he was great. Boy, I saw him be a real, not very nice to a lot yeah. of people, fortunately. He's no Vin Scully. Save it. <laughs> Bullshit. Vin was nice to every anybody that would talk to Vin. Vin had time for, and, and Vin's great. Never the case with Enberg. Never. Never. Save it. Anybody who tells you that's that's a lie. Not me, buddy. You don't like it? Cancel the Patreon. I tell the fucking truth around. Sorry that it hurts sometimes. Vin Scully is an absolute peach. <laughs> yes. Did you see Vin last week get his ring? Yeah. It was so cool <laughs> to see Vin get his ring. You know, Vin's wife just passed away. And he, I mean, he's, he's had a tough life. Lost a, lost a kid, lost two wives. And he was so happy to get that ring. I was, I was, I was glad to see it. Speaking so, of that. So I'm, he can sell it again? It's, he can sell it. Sell, he will sell it off. That's probably what it will do. Speaking, I'll get back to the pods, but. You and I have had a, a situation where we know people in different organizations. Uh-huh. Obviously, the Padres, a ton of them. The Dodgers, we know a lot of them as well. I, today was the day the Dodger employees got their rings. Oh, wow. So it was it was so great to see guys that we really like get rings. Like John? John Sue, who had his ring. And <laughs> nice. John Sue's the Dodgers team photographer. You never yeah. you never see him unless you're friends with is them. Is Bones still there? <sighs> Fuck, I don't think Bones is there. I saw so many people with him. The guy who got a ring today, and I don't know him for shit. But I, I saw him post it was Ned Coletti. And Ned Coletti said he's been in baseball 15,000 days and got his first ring. Because of uh, Sports Vision? And so, or yeah. Or whoever these guys are, right? Yeah. Sportsnet. Sportsnet. Yeah, he got it. the Dodgers got him a ring. And he was like, I've been in baseball like 15,000. So John 000. Hartung, who used to be down here I'm at sure uh, he got Fox one 5, too. got one? I'm sure he got one, too. Yeah. And there was, there was one guy posted. It, nobody knows who he is. But he, he, he posted. He says, five years ago, I was out of a job, sitting in my apartment. And I'm broke, and I'm going, what am I going to do with my life? He goes, today I'm sitting in my office at Dodger Stadium Wow! with the ring, with five Emmy Awards. He's a, he's a production guy. And he goes, it's amazing what happened to me in five years. Five yeah. years ago is my lowest point, and look at this uh, today. you know. And, and all these people, and I understand it's the Dodgers. You and I, when the Padres won in 98, ton of our friends got yep. rings, which was awesome to see. But yeah. I just think it's cool that people behind the scenes are – are taken care of by these organizations. Uh, one quick Vin story. Uh, big big deal today in baseball, in Southern California baseball. Farmer John is no longer making Dodger dogs. Do you see that no, story? Farmer John, the, the it's the same Dodger dog. They just don't use the name Farmer John. Well, the company's not. They went to a different vendor. But it they said well, the article I read said they're exactly the same dog. They just don't use the Farmer John. Yeah, uh, but, deal. They say it's the same company. No, it's not. The that, Farmer John people came out and said, uh, after 50 years in business with the Dodgers, we could not make a contract work, 
and we're sorry that we're no longer part of the Dodger family. And not only that, but if you go to the store, remember you used yeah, to be able to have buy the Dodger logo on it. Yeah, they can't do that anymore because okay. the Dodgers own the name. So what they've done, Farmer John, I read tonight, is still with the LAFC, yes. but they can't call it a Dodger dog. But it's a new, they had a t- taste test, like 10 different hot dog companies. Yeah. To see who could get the closest, and people in L.A. are losing their mind because it's not – no, it's – It's funny. The article I read, I read today, I read the whole thing, and it yeah, was no. going in your direction. Then the last, last sentence said, same manufacturer. Uh-uh. Nope. Bill Shaken wrote it tonight. No, the farmer – Bill Shaken wrote something different tonight? Yeah, Bill Shaken wrote that the Farmer John Company announced that after 50 years, because they were saying the relationship of Vin – yeah. Saying, hey, Dodger Dog. Always. So then Ben <laughs> says tonight, he goes, you know, I remember I used to do these commercials with my old partner, Jerry Doggett. Jerry Doggett. And he said, I would hold the hot dog up and Jerry would steal it. And then I'd say, doggone it, Doggett. <laughs> but he said it was all joking. Jerry was a heck of a guy. Like any of us thought Jerry, do- oh, that fucking Doggett. <laughs> Stealing Ben's hot dog. Oh, Ben said it was a joke. Oh, okay. I won't. Yeah, I'm like, Vin, we get it. It's all show business, baby. We it's get it. All show business. <laughs> yeah, they're out. That so it's funny. Um, I gotta ask my kid about it. He was he bought one yesterday. Um it's funny, the <laughs> hot dog I had, by the way, at Petco Park last Sunday, honestly it was one of the best hot dogs I ever had in my life. Really? Uh, just because yeah. it's there? I think maybe because it was there. I think I was just so happy to be in a ballpark and have a hot dog that I was like, This hot dog's fantastic. I, the funniest thing to me is anybody, why would anybody Get a hot dog at Petco Park. You have so many options. You can go to the Brig. You can go get Cardiff Crack. You can go to Hodad's. You can get Pizza Port, right? Yeah. Like, there's so many different things that you can get there. If I saw anybody just rolling over with a hot dog and a, do- and a beer, you'd be like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. What are you, 12? Yeah. What's going on, huh? Did you get some of that pirate booty, too? Fucking idiot. Josh just say he goes, one thing Dodger Stadium has but, over Petco Park is those damn nachos could feed a family of four. It goes but, gigantic. But when you go to Dodger Stadium for a game, yeah. dude, you got to get a Dodger dog. Yeah, now, you're, probably the the guy, you're probably the guy who gets the boiled one. Get the sushi? Yeah, you get the no. sushi too. No, dude, no. You get the grilled one. Of course. Don't sit there and give me shit. I just I said it. Everybody He's- listening goes, Dave's the boiled guy. Oh, it has nitrates in it. I got I got to get it boiled. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. What's up to do that fucking hot dog, you I asshole. get it boiled. <laughs> he said yesterday, though, when you got that dog, he goes, there was no lines. He said it was it was easy because the stadium wasn't packed. Damn. And he goes, it was just, it was easy to walk around and, and no problems. But he said it wasn't as loud as Petco the weekend before because he went to two of the games last weekend at Petco. <laughs> yeah. But he... Uh, he said, overall, it was great to see the the Padres come back and win that game. I kept writing him. I go, you still there? He goes, fuck, I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Dude, the funniest thing that I saw on Twitter was our buddy Steve Woods, who wrote, love how the Padres continue their dominance in that dump. <laughs> I don't think Woods has ever been there. Can, that son of a bitch. What'd he go there for? Cranberries concert? Fucking guy. I asked him if he's watching uh, Framil Reyes hit a three-run home run against his Yankees. I'm watching The Godfather. I'm like, this guy. A lot of show prep. Did you see Ben backpedal like crazy today? Uh, which part? Well, Bill, I didn't hear. I didn't hear any of his show. Bill Plaschke. I wasn't missing on purpose. I saw the Plaschke thing. 
So Bill Plaschke writes this column. Of course, everybody gets all rattled, right? That's what Plaschke's supposed to do. Yes. Stealing signs. So Ben's all upset, has to take to Twitter. Hey, this is what I said on the radio earlier today about this column. So somebody writes below it. Hey, what do you think, Bill Plaschke? Hey, I didn't have any problem with what Bill wrote. I just didn't like the headline. Look at, come on, Ben. Come on, dude. Stand in there. Jesus Christ. You're embarrassing all of San Diego. Jesus Christ. Then you got Coach saying we should throw it to Tease. What the hell was that What's his problem? Does he understand he works for the flagship? I don't think so. I think he's on the take, dude. (laughs) I think he's 100% on the take. One thing I like about... uh, and this is for little kids and stuff. Because when you get guys like Tatis when he was doing the one-handed swing, it looks yeah. great in the picture. We know his shoulder popped out. Since Tatis has gone to holding the bat with two hands, and this is where kids always fuck up. They try and take one hand off the bat, and then the head of the bat drops, and you end up popping the ball up. Yeah. Tatis has gone two hands. And most major leaguers are strong enough to swing if they let go with one hand to uh, keep the bat level. Well, little kids aren't. Tatis, nine of his last hits since he's gone with the two the two handed swing yeah. have been the hardest balls he's ever hit. Probably, it, yeah. it's true. They, they, wow. they might, the ball he hit off of Kershaw is the Ooh. hardest ball ever hit off of Kershaw. Really? Yeah, in Kershaw's entire career, that he just just completely smoked it. Man, I uh, I just like it. I like how, okay, here you go, assholes. You and your Padre friends. I gotta <laughs> ask you a question. What is so bad about this tweet? Okay. Okay. I, I know Who you, wrote it? I wrote it. Oh, well, I hate it already, but go ahead and read it before I, s- I spit. I said, Tatis is Mr. Excitement. He's on I pace. I found that hysterical. For 56 errors and 50 home runs. Of course he's not going to with 56 errors. It was tongue-in-cheek there, but <laughs> that's what he's on pace for. There's but, nothing I made up. There's nothing that wasn't a fact. But Calm then, the fuck down. Did you see that Jeff Passan? No. Jeff Passan wrote almost the same thing today. Is really? Jeff Passan following you? Fuck if I know. Jeff Passon said something to the I was dying. I listen. Why are you yelling at me? I'm not the one butchering the fucking ball. I all your stupid Rick Rude shit strikes me so funny. <laughs> Dude, I, now that you said that, that's all I think about every time right. I write something. I want all you fat, sweaty slobs to keep your mouth shut while I show your wife what a real man looks. Hit the music. Remember when he yelled at the music? Every one of those is so stupid. I laugh at because all these fucking mouth breathers take the bait. They're so dumb. Like, for, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah, but Passon wrote, if you go and look at Passon's tweet, yeah. he wrote om- something almost identical. Oh, that's funny. Where it said, uh, like, Tatis, home runs and airs. It's like, always an adventure. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So it's funny. A Rod said something. Said a couple of things I thought were interesting. Even though San Diego fans hated A Rod, and I will say this: the ESPN was very much complimenting the Dodgers last night. You know, the organization, everything, over and over again. Matt okay. was doing it. A Rod was doing it. Um, umpire calls were fucking terrible. Maybe the worst I've ever seen for overall for a game. But for both sides, they were. It was just yeah. really bad. So uh, I'm sitting there watching this thing, and Tatis already made one error. And then there's a ball that was hit, and A-Rod played short, won a gold yeah. glove. So when he says something, you might want to listen to what he says. There was a ball hit, runners running to second base, and Tatis is charging it, and he throws across his body to second to get the short out. And A-Rod goes, that ball is a 100% of the time thrown to first. 
because all his momentum is going towards first. He throw that ball to first. That's him lacking confidence that he's about to make a mistake, and that's why he he mm. made the made the tougher play. But in his mind, it's short, so I'll just get the ball there. But he has to move his body. People lose their mind when A Rod says anything yeah. negative. Of course, A Rod was I thought so good, and people screaming right now as I say this. He kind of pulled a Romo. He was calling a shitload of pitches. Like Luke Rayleigh's up, he's going. Yeah. He's going to see nothing but a bucket full of curveballs. Boom, nothing that except curveballs. He's right, and then really? he's striking out. He goes, "This guy can't hit this," and he's telling me what's coming. I found that fascinating when yeah. a guy before the bat will tell you everything that's going to be thrown or what he would do. And then Vaskersen was questioning a couple things that he was saying, and then the man Jace Tingler would do what A Rod said he would do. Um, I don't know if A Rod would ever work as a manager if people would want him or not want him. I know he's not well liked in in baseball. But as far as being smart, he was really good, I thought, yesterday on what he said. And people know, oh, he's too negative about the pods. They were complimenting complimenting the Dodgers on what was going on. So, Matty V, who is a friend of ours, that was one of the best games you're going to see last night as far as excitement goes. One of those that you could replay on greatest games. It was literally Matt's worst game he's ever had. Really? And ESPN was so fucked up, man. It was weird. Like, you and I have the Reds-Dodger game on right now with the volume off. You could hear the ball being thrown. Yeah, the audio the glove, was off, right? And you could hear the umpire yell, ball or strike, and before the guy threw it. And then on my phone, it was telling yeah. me solo Everybody home. Everybody was saying that. Yeah, solo home run, noisy. You know, And then you're going, yeah. what the fuck? And then they come back from commercial. I look at my yeah. wife. I go, I have a feeling right now he's going to hit a solo home run. <laughs> it was like, what, what the hell's happening? Yeah, they were it, off. I've never seen TV that bad. But Matt, who's in Connecticut calling the fucking game, wherever the fuck he's at. Yeah. He um he was missing everything, dude. He was like, "Oh, that's a hit," and it wasn't a hit, or "That's an out," and it wasn't an out. He was he couldn't read the TV at all. And we, you and I, obviously friends with Horton, says a lot of people have yeah. a hard time calling it not from the ballpark. But it was literally Matt's worst game. Probably about four calls where it was like that. He completely called the wrong play that that never happened. And knowing Matt being a perfectionist, it had to kill him well, that it was that bad. See, I I think for some of these, right, like if. If Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and Jim Nance, yeah, Romo or NCAA are traveling, they get on the road. Why not? Yeah. That, okay, why won't they? Is that because they're they're cheap? I can't speak to that. I mean, it's I, a I network. ESPN's yeah. a network. I don't know. I mean, they're 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 doing it. And listen, right? I mean, do your thing. Golf guys are traveling. Everybody's traveling, doing the thing. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I talked to Mud a while ago. I said, man, are you guys getting back on the road? I don't know if anybody in the crew, the whole crew, half of them, and none of them. No, are... you got to use the other team's feed when you're on the road. No, but I'm saying yeah, but I, I mean, don't know if any of them are vaccinated. Sucks. or I, I think, though, from something I saw or something that Mud told me, like, it's a gentleman's agreement, right? And... I heard Agler say last week when they were on the road, might have been the Pittsburgh game, I think during that series, Jesse said something to the effect of, man, you know, we've got a few cameras, but the bullpen camera is really, really tough. And I think it was Jackie Robinson okay. day when they were all wearing 42. And he goes, boy, I, I just can't see if we were there. Yeah. Wasn't crying the blues. He was just saying. And... um I talked to Mud about it, and this might have been last year. And Mud said it's not bad that that in the booth 
where they're doing it, it's it's kind of like remember how many when, monitors does Mud have in front of them? Do you ask him? I think they have. Like it may not be just directly in front of him, but I think he's got access to quite a few. Okay. Like they've got a whole nine. They've got the TV feed. They've got both bullpens, right? Like there's, they're they're trying to do it. So I'm sure when the Dodgers were here, yeah, Bally Sports is sending them everything they can get, right? Hey, what do you need? We'll do that because it's just when the pods are up there, same thing coming back. Well, you know how how an announcer like Mud will say, "Where did that miss?" and then they'll yeah. replay it because Mud said it. Well, yeah. he's not going to get that on the other feed because they aren't listening to Mud. The director's listening to the home broadcaster. I think, though, I think he's getting quite a bit. Like, I think the San Diego guys can still find replays that but, Mud needs. But, but for them to, to, like, okay, check swing or a strike, like you're going, yeah. normally the Padre guys would replay whatever Mud just said. I, I have to check you, with him because there might be – I'll check with Mud. Geffner, uh, Geff, if you hear this, but I, I'll probably have the answer before that. Dave, there may be an L.A. crew on site. You know what I mean? There might still be two trucks. It might be just like an L.A. crew that is there, not the San Diego crew traveling. But I would have a feeling that there might be uh, the Dodgers, all of this, and then – the Reds probably have not their own guys, but there might be a different group that just sits there and listens in the head for whatever, right? Freelancers. Yeah. That are probably doing it. I'll, I'll get that confirmed, though, if I remember, which I won't. <laughs> you won't remember. You asked me. It's whatever written in front of me. Yeah. You asked me like four weeks ago. Yeah. Write down the name Austin Riley. And I go, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at it going... Do you remember what that was? Yeah, it was a trade the Dodgers made with the Braves. No, and, Padres made. I mean, the Padres made with the Braves. And we're like, you're like, what the fuck happened? This is after the show. Yeah. What the fuck happened to that pick? And you looked it up and you go, that pick guy... 41. Tur- yeah, that guy turned into Austin Riley. Yeah, there was a... Um, we do this shit all the time. All the time. We were looking at a trade. I think it was the Max Freed trade. Yeah. And it was Upton or... Yeah. Well, free trade was in 2012. It might have been the Upton deal. It might have been the... I don't know. Fuck, I'll look it Are up. Are you sure? I think Freed went in that same... No. Freed was 2012. You and I were at 10, 1090. Um, Thank you for him. Fucking like Matt Whistler or some shit. Um, All right. On. Well, anyways, there, yeah. One of those trades because... You might, I, be, you might be right, dude. I might have fucked this up. Yeah. Okay, I think it, it was Freed. I didn't bring my phone in with me. You never do. But there was... What are you doing with your fucking phone? you charging it all the time? I just leave it out. No distractions. I'm here committed so that Pete and Coronado can get the best show possible. Yeah, 2014, he was traded from the Padres. For? For uh, Jace Peterson, Dustin Peterson, Malik Smith to the Braves in exchange for Upton, Aaron Norcraft is what that one was. Um... So let me see. I'll, it's easier. To it find might have Austin been the Kimbrel trade. Yeah, yeah, it might have been the Kimbrel. Let me look at Austin Riley. But yeah, Padres made this trade, and it was like player A, player B, and competitive pick number forty-one. Yeah. And I go, I said to Dave, we're sitting here afterwards, and I go, Hey, who was that pick forty-one? Let's look it up. Fucking Austin Riley. Yeah. Pretty solid prospect. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know how nobody's ever mentioned that. 
I don't know. Fuck. Austin Riley, man. God dang, dude. It's so crazy at the time. But Austin Riley was born in 97. So crazy. I mean, Tatis was born in 99. Yeah. After our show started. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, uh, but, uh, 2015. Yeah. That might have been the free deal. 2015 uh, Major League Draft. Um, yeah. Crazy. 41st overall. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. I, but the Austin Riley was part of the package traded from the Padres to the Braves. I mean, there's certain teams, Dave, that they've made 900 fucking trades with, right? The yeah. Brewers, the Rays, the Braves, Marlins. Um, but, yeah, when you look back at one of those, San Diego also sent pick number 41 in that 2015 draft to get I don't know if it was BJ Upton I don't know if it was Kimbrell or Justin Upton one of those deals that they were making but they threw pick number 41 in yeah and we were sitting here kind of looking back at those trades and I said well who the hell did they give up did 41 turn out to be anybody and it was it was Austin Riley who's a hell of a player yeah not saying I'd give up Machado for him but it just kind of makes you look and go damn how different it could have been, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, no, crazy as hell. So, a, a couple things about the pods. Number one, we talked about Tatis. We talked mm-hmm. about as far as the team being able to pull out wins. The bullpen has been outstanding. They've been taxed in April, especially Oof. with uh, today being their first day off in forever. So, uh, starting rotation is very strange to me. Okay, you Darvis mm-hmm. is the only guy you feel right now that can give you seven, right? Uh, I think Musgrove's real close. And and Musgrove, yeah, Musgrove yesterday was, god dang, throwing about 29 pitches an inning, so he was out really fast. But um, Musgrove's a guy you expect to be one of those guys. But so far, Darvish has been the the stud. one guy, has, has been a stud, man. He's been so fun to watch, so good. Uh, Snell still doesn't have a record. Snell's I, still 0-0. Zero zero. I cannot. Morion fi- didn't have a record. Yeah, I can't figure out with Snell – when the other day he threw 11 pitches to get through the first inning. Yeah. And he still is at 90 in the fifth. I, yeah. I cannot figure that out. And they changed, right? They went from Camposano to Caratini. He couldn't get on. He could not get on the same page with Caratini. Now, Nola's supposed to be back, right? Yeah. Shit, Dave. I don't know. Do you change up again and go Nola with Snell? And and see, if, I mean, Nola's supposed to be pretty Snell smart lineup, back right? there, right? Yeah, no, of but course. I'm saying, I'm I mean, saying, do you Carantini's make no- not hitting, hitting, you know? Yeah, do you make Nola his catcher? Do you try yeah. Nola with Snell to see if they can get on the same page? I don't. Uh, how the fuck can that guy not get out of the fifth inning? It's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's just it's one of those deals, right? Where you go, all right, it'll be Paddock tomorrow, and then Weathers on Wednesday, then another off day on Thursday, and then for the Giants coming in, it should be Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. Yeah. Now, I found it interesting that it was written over the weekend, a couple of different places, that uh, Mackenzie Gore went five innings at the alternate site. How the hell are you not throwing like 10? Hey? <laughs> That's what we do. We just train for five. Yeah. I, I, hey, we're, let me tell you guys something. We had McKenzie at the alternate site game today. Yeah? Are those games actually played or are they played online? <laughs> yeah, he gave us a solid five. It was great. He uh, 
He struck out Mark Sweeney on a couple of pitches. Uh, he struck out Rod Barajas to end the inning. Got uh, Steve Fintley to fly out. And also got uh, uh, Craig Council a couple of times, too. We were really, really excited about where he is. He and Randy Jones had a competitive pitcher's duel, and we're pretty sure that by 2026 we'll have McKenzie up here ready to go. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so Darvish right now has thrown about 32 innings, okay, total for the season. Okay. Snell, with the same amount of starts, has thrown 20 innings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you said it, and I think just all of us are like, Dave's such a douche. What's he talking about? <laughs> Fuck, we might have to give you credit. Thanks. I just complimented you. I saw it. Oh, my God. Holy cow. Most think of Snell's guy. not an old guy either. Like I know. He, he's a young dude. Like, dude, what's wrong with you? Come on. High school guys throw seven all the time. What the fuck's wrong with you? It's the well, same distance. I, and I thought, right, didn't we all think on Saturday? <laughs> we go, well, he's going six. The fuck he is? <laughs> Damn. I, Dave, I, I, I'll, I'll just say this. Yeah. I really think, dude, if he gets through six and into the seventh, <clears throat> We've seen it with guys in the past, right? It's like it just knocks down that mental wall of thinking, I cannot get out of this inning. Yeah. I can't do it. Dude, I, I watched the funniest uh, YouTube clip last night. Yeah. And it was Clark Gillies and Bob Nystrom, two former members of the New York Islanders. And you go, well, what the hell does this have to do with anything? I thought it was a perfect description of sports. And Clark Gillies, I mean, these were tough guys on the Islanders back in the 70s and early 80s. And like two guys just doing it. I mean, it looks like these two guys are doing the old Roy Firestone up close show. And Clark said, I want to bring up a story and see if you remember this. He goes, we were on the road. 78, 79, you know, somewhere around there. And he said, you said to me, Clark, we're going out. We're going to have a few beers tonight. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Clark Gillies said that Bob Nystrom took him out. They have a few beers. And he said, uh, who's the one guy in the league that you don't want to fight? And, boy, Clark Gillies, big, tough dude, right? He goes, man, it's probably Ben Wilson. And he said, I had fought Ben Wilson a couple years earlier from the Flyers. And he goes, I kind of felt like I slipped, but in most people's mind, and he goes, probably mine too, he beat me pretty decisively. And Nystrom said, it's still on your mind. Like, this is what he had told him in the bar. It's still on your mind. Who do we play tomorrow night? And Clark said, we play the Chicago Blackhawks. And who's on that team? And he said, Ben Wilson's on that team. And Nystrom told him, you're going to fight him in the first period, then you're going to kick his ass. And Clark yeah. Gillies said, he told me 10 more times that night, you are fighting Ben Wilson tomorrow in the first period. You are getting this off your mind. <laughs> you are fighting him. He said, we were roommates on the road. He said, I wake up and you look at me and you go, you are fighting Ben Wilson tonight and you are getting this off your mind. And he said, at lunch, after the nap, in the room, 
He goes, you kept telling me tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. And he said, I got out in pregame warm-ups, and I was so hyped up. He goes, I didn't even warm up. <laughs> All I did was look for Ben Wilson. And he said, Nystrom kept telling him, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. And Gilly said, first period, Wilson's acting up, and I go grab him. And he goes, the first thing Ben says to me is, oh, you want it again? <laughs> he said, he goes, I beat him pr- pretty decisively. Oh, because that's I beat him. And he said to Bob Nystrom, it's the last time I ever played against him. And he said, I just wanted to say thank you because he said that would have been on my mind. The rest of his life. The rest of my life. It would have been great if he said he went and ran in the movie Youngblood. Learned yeah. how to fight in the and barn. Ben Wilson beat the shit out of me again. <laughs> but to me, Dave, I I'm, oh, I love those kind of stories because we don't think about it as a fan, the mental part of the game. And I'd be hard-pressed to believe that there's not a part of Snell that questions, dude, can I even get into the sixth inning yeah, anymore? That's what we're all thinking. Well, and I don't think your manager's doing you any favors by yanking you. Last night when he had, what, or Saturday? What was he at, 84? Yeah. It's it's bizarre. I mean, the numbers yeah. show that after pitch 50, he gets into trouble, and he has not gone past six since 2018. Well, he's at pitch 50 every game yeah. about the third that's inning. That's the problem. He said it, too. He goes, I'm the guy that's fucking around. I'm the guy that needs to throw more strikes. Well, then do it. <laughs> Stop saying it and fucking do it, kid. Dig in, shithead. <laughs> Dude. Can you imagine? And look, this is well, Larry Rothschild just goes out there. Hey, shithead! <laughs> Quit dicking around. <laughs> I like that dude so much, man. Dude, I the, really do. The guy that's the Super Padre fan, that Zach Mann guy. You know, what I'm talking about the kid yeah. up in Orange and uh, Oceanside. Yeah, he looks like he could be Blake Snell's little brother. He is. Yeah. <laughs> that's always. I tell me, you what. Always makes me laugh. Snell is so. I like him so much. His personality is so funny. Dude, he he's one of the most frustrating guys I can remember watching on this team in a long, long time. And probably because uh, I would say we all like him so much. Like, we want him to succeed. And you're like, dude, this is it. It's there. And then for whatever reason, he just cannot get past it, man. God, I hope he finds it. It would be really great. In that game last night, there was a situation where uh, DJ Peters was up for the Dodgers, who okay. had gone like oh for four with four strikeouts. Okay, yeah, and bases are loaded, three two count, and he swings a ball four, and the Dodgers yeah. would have won the game, and he, yeah. he strikes out. Dodgers today, you go right back to the minors. You yeah, get the fuck. He, you get, get the fuck out. <laughs> they sent him right down. You, fu- you and Clevenger can fucking ride together. They sent both of them down immediately, and uh, then you find out David Price hamstring, IL ah. too. Yeah, and sure. you're going. Here you go, over and over again. You man. know how that hamstring hurt from every guy lining up to kick him in it, but there's spikes. Hold him down, Pryor. Mark Pryor just laying on him, and every guy just walking by and just spiking him in the back. <laughs> All right, let me ask you about the fights this week. Oh, wow. I got to tell you, I didn't watch the Oscars and I didn't watch the fights. Do you hey, see? By the way, the Oscars. Anthony Hopkins woke up this morning, found out he won. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah, it's Maybe really nice. It's like it's, 83 because I'm going to bed. I live in Wales. Yeah, it's great in where we are as a society that Chadwick Boseman couldn't win, right? <laughs> I mean, I think four people saw a movie this year. They're like, fuck it. Let's give it to granddad. <laughs> Stupid assholes. Um, 
so Saturday, I wasn't necessarily thinking I was going to order the fights. But like I said, got the second shot. My sons did a uh, placement test for Helix. We were kind of celebrating um, their first week back at school. Get a whole different thing. I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to get the fights. Dude, I'm telling you, Dave, that was the craziest fight card I can remember maybe ever. First fight on the main card, Anthony Smith, who a couple years ago fought John Jones, fighting a dude named Jimmy Crew from Australia. Anthony Smith hit this dude with like 30 jabs in the first round. The guy could not figure out a way to defense the jab. And his face turns like purple. And Daniel Cormier had the best line. He goes, dude, those are the bruises that on Thursday and Friday, it looks like you were in a car accident. Your face is red now. Wait till Jimmy wakes up on Thursday. He better (laughs) figure it out. In this second round, Anthony Smith comes out and throws a leg kick and hits crew right behind the knee. It hit a nerve and caused Jimmy Crew's leg to go dead. It didn't break anything, yeah. but he could not put any weight on his leg. It looked like his entire leg just went out, and his foot was bending every which way because he couldn't feel anything. And so the round, he now he... They're like, fuck, this fight's going to end. Crew somehow, in a defensive mode, takes Anthony Smith down and almost finds a way to submit him. Between the first and second round, the doctor comes in. Jimmy Crew's all hyped up. 15,000 in an arena. They sold tickets for Jacksonville. Sold out arena. First time in, what, 16 months? The doctor says, walk towards me. As Jimmy Crew starts walking at him, his leg goes out. The doctor goes, no more. You're done. So, like, I've never seen that. Where yeah. the guy's leg, it wasn't that it was broken or that torn, to the best of my knowledge. He just hit a nerve behind the knee, and the guy couldn't feel his leg. He said afterwards, Jesus. he goes, I have no feeling in my leg. You go, holy cow. The next fight is Chris Weidman and Uriah Hall. These guys fought a handful of years ago. Weidman knocked him out. Weidman, former champion, been through a lot, coming back. Uriah Hall, been through a lot, coming back. 17 seconds into the fight, Chris Weidman throws a leg kick and snaps his ankle and foot like Joe Theismann. I saw it. It is the nastiest, most graphic, and... And the whole time, even with the crowd in there, and Chris Weidman, both guys, so well-liked and respected. Dude, you could hear Weidman screaming I in tur- pain. Dude, I, I turned it. As soon as you, you, put, you posted the clip, I think. Yes. I think it was you. I've seen this happen one other time. I know it's happened more. Fight. Yeah. And, but I've seen it happen. Some other fighters had this happen. Yeah. And as soon as they their leg snaps, oh. and then they put it down on the ground, and it fucking yeah. makes it worse. I always think in my mind, well, what are you going to do? You're not, your reactions are put, put it on the ground. Yeah. But it is so fucking terrible to look at. Dude. It makes you want to throw up, man. His ankle, it looked like somebody hit it with an axe when it broke. Like, I've it never did. seen anything like that. So you're like, that's 17 seconds into the next fight. Third fight is uh, Valentina. How, oh, my God. How do they get him out of there? What do they do? 
dude, they have to do that air compressed thing. Yeah. And uh, and try to and he just looked like he was just in the worst pain as you can Fuck. imagine. But the good news is, I mean, if anybody saw it, he has posted on Instagram that surgery went well and he's in recovery. And but oh, How okay, they talk about testing out like an ACL or your Tommy John after you have surgery. Yeah, thinking you know you're, you you hesitate, dude. I'd be so afraid to kick anything. Right. The 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 funniest thing was there was a girl UFC fighter, and I wish I knew her name. I think it's Amanda Cooper is her name. She put a tweet out after the second fight saying, hey, if I was backstage, I would just send a text to my opponent saying, hey, what do you think we box tonight? <laughs> they don't throw any leg kicks. And uh, so now the third fight is Valentina Sevachenko against, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm mind blanking on her name, um, doesn't matter. Sevachenko is so uh, Jessica Andraj. Jessica Andraj is very tough. Sevachenko is so goddamn good. Comes out, dominates, and uh, wins in the second round. And you just go, she's so good, Dave, and so likable, and just so dominant that when you watch her, all of her fights go so quickly. I don't know how many people you and I liked Ronda Rousey because we had her in studio yeah. and I knew her a little bit from clinch game. She was great, but I think there were a lot of people that didn't necessarily like Ronda. Sevachenko is just amazing and so dominant that it was crazy. Next fight is uh, Rose Namahunas fighting the the Chinese champion. Yeah. Who had beat Johanna? And remember when Johanna had that crazy hematoma on her head? Yeah, she looked like the girl from or the guy from Star Trek. Uh, Wing, I I always mispronounce her name. I'm sorry. She's so good, the Chinese champion. Rose comes out, head kicks her, knocks her out, minute into the fight, and. Uh, Trotter sends me a message. He goes, are any one of these fights going to get to the second round? I go, shit, I don't think so. And then uh, in the main event, Usman hit Jorge Masvidal with one of the hardest right hands I've ever seen and knocked Masvidal cold in, in the second round. It was unbelievable. That card was, on paper, a lot of names that the casual fan may not have known what a great night for the UFC. What time did it go against the Padre game? Um, I think Pods threw me off by starting early. They started early yesterday, Sunday night game, starting now at 4. And I think they started at 6.30. What time did they start Saturday night? Fuck. 5.40? What time? They were going early. Yeah, I think the, it was a 5.40 start, something like that. I don't know. I was, I was late to the game. I was at dinner. UFC started at 7. Okay. But it was wild and it was great and then um my good buddy mike chandler fights for the lightweight title next month against uh charles Oliveira. should be another good fight but yeah that was a wild one for wow. sure wow wow oh yeah i was just i was just curious when i saw the broken leg oh. i was like oh fuck dude that's that's terrible heartbreaking but uh i don't think weidman ever fights again but uh, he uh he said he's on the road to recovery all right here we go you said you don't think he ever fights again i don't think so oh, he's fuck. an older guy oh jesus all right, hey, let's knock the knock this out and finish out the show. We got we've been going for a long time. Yep. All right, want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. 
Don't forget, right now is the right time to get that perfect pool. The weather's going to warm up in a few days. We're done with the rain, it looks like. TaylorMade Pools is the way to go. More than 25 years, Alan Taylor's been in business. Again, he's the guy with the new construction, new remodels. So don't forget about the 3D technology. We'll show you exactly what your pool will look like before he begins to build it. Make your backyard a staycation by calling TaylorMade Pools and Alan Taylor, 619-449-4452. I'll give you that number again, 619-449-4452. Dave, it is going to be warm. We noticed it's weird, right, when you're driving around tonight. It's a little bit chilly out, the uh, little uh, rainy, little drizzly we saw today. Yeah, crazy. But, man, if you were out and about on Saturday, if you were out and about yesterday, the weather was perfect, and here we are sitting in April, man. May is coming, June's coming, and you guys know it's the way it's been around here for the last 10, if not 20 years. It's going to be probably insanely warm, especially if you live inland. So how do you deal with it? By doing what Dave said and getting yourself that brand-new tailor-made pool. Man, I cannot emphasize enough how fun it is to go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, under that sponsor page, Look at what some of your neighbors have done and say to your wife or to your husband or to your kids, man, they've done it. How come we haven't done it? Give Alan a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Look, Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to selling your home. Right now, people are getting top dollar for their home. There aren't enough homes available right now. If you're looking to sell your home, Brian Curry is your guy. I would call Brian and ask him, what does he see the direction of the real estate market going? A friend of mine who lives in uh, Tennessee told me three of her new neighbors are all from Southern California. Really? Because people cashed out and for trying to figure out what the best direction is to go. Brian Curry is your guy. You need to give Brian a call. He'll help you out, set you in the right direction. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Well, I'd been thinking, Dave, that there was something satisfying about being a part of the workforce. And then I said to my sons yesterday, you know what? I think I've been going about this all wrong. And I said, I think my goal is I'm going to hit that lottery for $275 million, and then I'm just going to buy a house in Coronado, and we'll just hang out. <laughs> and they go, oh, okay. They go, uh, have you tried that? I go, no. But they say you can't, you can't win if you don't play. That's what they say. And, I, and you know what? They're not lying to me. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to buy a house in Coronado. And they said, well, that's great. They said the nice thing would be is that we'd have a place to stay and mom would have a... I, oh, oh, I said, hang on. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, what? Thank God she and I get along because there's nothing funnier than uh, to me than just... I don't know. I know she does it all the time. It's all good natured. But man, we were down there again yesterday Hanging out. There are so many great places throughout San Diego where you can live. Where is your next home going to be, and will it be the perfect house? It absolutely will be when Brian Curry tells you this is the one. Absolutely. Dan Williams is the one you want to talk to when it comes to finances. So many people right now trying to figure out what's happening with their finances. As you know, tax season just passed. Unless you ask for an extension, and I'm telling you what. It was extended. there, There you go. Fantastic. I wasn't even aware. I did well, ask for it. That's because you an, don't play, pay your tax. Because I, I haven't paid taxes since 2002. <laughs> Dan Williams is your guy. Again, again, tomorrow is Tuesday. By the time you hear this, it probably will be Tuesday. Don't forget Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesdays. Check it out on YouTube, Understanding Your Cost to Debt. Again, Dan Williams is your guy. Wants to get you out of debt and helps you buy your first home as well. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. All right. So I had said a couple of weeks ago, and I hope Dan does one of these, 
uh, the need to have ID protection. Saturday, I told you, pretty wild day for me, right? From uh, going by seeing my buddy Junior, like everything's going on. I'm driving up to get the shot and I get a notification from Capital One. Capital One tells me this is a weird transaction. We're concerned about it. Please call us. David was a $1 transaction at a USA gas station on a credit card that earlier in the week I had noticed the chip had started to wear out, the strip had started to wear out. So I had called Cap One and said, hey, can you send me a new card? They go, yeah. And so with the one that I had, I just put it through the shredder because we had done this show about the new card a couple of weeks ago. So I was like, well, I'm not going to use it. So I shredded it. So Capital One called me and goes, hey, you know what? We just saw something weird. And we just wanted to talk to you. One dollar charge at USA Gasoline. Is that you? And I go, you know what? It's absolutely not me. And I had said to them, you know, I just shredded that card. And they said, yeah, that's how they that's how they try it. They try to get a one dollar charge through. And we always if there's a one dollar charge, it's always a red flag to us. And so that card was immediately shut down the whole thing. And I just wanted to say, they're not expecting it, but I just wanted to say thank you to them, man. When I opened the other card two weeks ago, shit, they emailed me, called me, double-checked to make sure everything was going. Talk about peace of mind. And so, yes, Dan will help you get your finances in order so you can buy a house or buy a car. We talk about that. You'll see tomorrow uh, the Borrow Smart uh, video. But I hope at some point, He'll talk about it, and and he may be researching it. I don't know. But, man, for all of you out there, uh, please make sure you're protected and and do it right. Talk to your credit card company and say, hey, are you looking out for me? Because identity theft is incredibly scary, and I I just appreciate Cap One looking out for me. All right. Kyle Fluke is your guy for that brand-new website. If you're looking for a brand-new website to start a brand-new business or if you have a business right now that is struggling, Kyle Fluger can help you out. Why waste time? sitting there and wondering what's going on. Is it our business? Is it our website? Kyle will let you know exactly what he can do to make your website better. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Boy, listen, people are already in a bad mood because, Dave, you've probably seen it. How many times now when you go onto a web page do you get that huge pop-up window that says, accept cookies? Yes. And you have to do it because somebody, whether it was the FCC or whoever else, put that law in. And now you got to click on this and click on that. It's just all the time, right? Yep. Doing shit that just drags our day on. So you have to assume that when people come to your website and they have to deal with that pop-up window that you're mandated to put on your site, they're immediately in a bad mood. So don't do anything that's going to take that bad mood and make it worse. Make sure your site is welcoming so they'll deal with the headache to get the service you provide. If you're not, your competition is, give Kyle a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. He'll probably be hiking in Barstow, but as soon as he gets <laughs> back, he'll return your call. All right, here we go. It's April 26. How old are they and how much are they worth? we got five of them for you. We're going to okay. start off with Aaron Judge from the Yankees. Aaron Judge from the Yankees. Uh... 26. 29. 
Really? Yes. Uh, Sixty million. It says only ten million dollars. That's not true. It's. Well, I'm just telling you what it says. All right. Okay. Melania Trump. Man, nothing wrong there. Nothing wrong there. So good on the prompter. So what? We can get by that. We can coach her up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say she's fifty. Fifty-one. Okay. I'm going to say she's worth. Uh, is it just her money or their it money? It says her money. money. Hundred million. It says fifty million dollars. God. You and her could live comfortably. So comfortably. <laughs> Kevin James. Kev- Boy. People say he's a real cocksucker. He seems like it. Doesn't he? Yes. I, I, he was so goddamn funny in King of Queens. And then he kind of... Dude, what was... He did a couple of movies yeah. that were pretty funny. He did Grown Ups. He did Chuck and Larry is a good movie. I didn't see that one. Chuck and Larry is great. You should watch that one with your kids. Your kids will laugh at that one. one. Adam Sandler and Kevin James. The one he did where he was the gym teacher, Here Comes the Boom, where he became the MMA guy because he loves MMA with a boss rooting. Fuck, that was super funny. But he's got that new Netflix show. I don't know if that's I haven't seen that one. Uh, I laughed when he he did the promotion for Chuck and Larry. It was Sandler and him. Kevin yeah. James is a huge Mets fan. Sandler's a huge Yankee fan. So they went to a Yankee game. Okay. And he told Kevin James, you wear all the Yankee gear, and when we go to the Mets game, I'll wear all Mets gear. And Kevin James goes, okay. So they go to the Yankee game, and they're both wearing Yankee gear. They go to the Mets game, Sandler goes, I'm not wearing that shit. <laughs> completely fucked him over. Oh, nice. I'll say Kevin James is 54. 56. 56, I'm going to say, boy, I think he made some money during King of Queens. I'm going to say 50 million. Says $100 million. Damn. $100 million. All right, Channing Tatum. Dude, my friend. Yeah, I know. It's my buddy. I think Channing Tatum is uh, 48. 41. Really? Yeah. Dude, honestly, of all the people that we've ever had you say this every studio, year. How, what a good dude he is. This fucking guy was the nicest guy on the planet. Unbelievable what a good dude he was. I haven't seen, he's so, have you seen Jump Street? Yeah. One and two? Yeah. How great is he in those movies? He's fantastic. Uh, what's he done lately? What fucking happened to that guy? Nothing. Waiting for the third one. 30 million. 80 million dollars. Ah, fuck. He's just hanging he's out. fuck you money. Yeah. Ever see Channing Tatum and Nick Lachey in the same room? <laughs> All right, last one. And then and this one's interesting to me because as far as I know, she's the first person I heard of who had a credit card that had no limit on it. Whoa. Okay. Carol Burnett. That's a real drop off. I was thinking Madonna, Rita Moreno, somebody hot. What's wrong with you? Carol Burnett is, uh, I think she's 84. 88. 88. Let's say she's worth $40 million. $25 million. All right. All right, five random questions, okay? okay? Here's one that's random, but if you want to start a fight, this is the question to ask, okay? okay? I don't know what the fuck's wrong with people. Yeah. What is your preferred font? <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch people get sensitive over this? No. If you use New Times Roman, there you are a real douchebag. Like, people freak out over their font. Really? Um, I have to think. What's the one? Is it Cambria? Yeah, th- yeah, that's one of them. 
I think that's the one. That's I, one. I don't even pay attention. Yeah, people lose their mind. Really? It is so fucking stupid. I, I would if say- you put it on Twitter, people would fucking, you, you'd get a thousand responses. And anyone who fucking no. says something different, people would freak the fuck out. I, I don't have any issues with whatever you choose as long as you don't put it in italics. <laughs> right? Or bold. Everything's bold. Yeah, it's true too. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. What invention would you take over all others? What invention? You mean like if I if like I the microwave, to... the phone, anything? Yeah. Well, electricity, right? Okay, electricity is a great one. I guess for me, electricity would have to be part of it. For me, I I, I think it's air conditioning. Like I really <laughs> love air conditioning. <laughs> if you're ever in the car with me and it's fucking thirty below, I still have the Dude, air conditioning absolutely. on. Absolutely. Fucking bring a blanket. Oh my gosh! All right. What's you, your font? I'm a New Times Roman guy. I'm the guy that the fucking scrolls all the way down. Jesus. Okay. All right. What do you think? I'm saying it's exactly what I said right there. I don't there. have any idea. People lose their mind. What that is? This is okay. literally what I'm looking at right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or Time Times New Roman is sure. What it's I called. think that's I look, what it is. I had to look at it right now to yeah, see exactly what it is. It. All right. If you won $100 million, what would be yeah. the first thing you would buy? Easiest of the dead, buy a house in Coronado. Okay. You always talk about that Coronado house. I hope you yep. get it one day. Yeah, I, I would buy a house in Coronado. That'd be it. All right. If you were in the witness protection program, mm-hmm. what state would you like to be in? Ooh. Um, I like that. You know, you go like, you know, where does, you see some of these places like, um, where Phil Jackson has that big ranch, oh, right? Oh, yeah, in Montana. Yeah, Letterman had a ranch in Montana. I, I've said that to my kids. Like, you go, oh, man, you could retire out there. My kids are like, be nuts within three days. Yeah, You go crazy out there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where you have to go, right? You got to go somewhere where you're completely off the grid. Can't go to Chicago. No. Right? Can't, can't go to Toronto. Can't go, yeah, I got to go there. We're going to go to Big Sky Country. Where are you going? But they might be able to find it. Well, they found Whitey Bulger in Santa Monica. In Santa Monica. Yeah, I'm thinking you, you go to a big city, but maybe you don't go to a big city. No, nah, it's because it's goddamn... Listen, <laughs> let's say what it is. Whitey was doing fine, and his goddamn girl feeding those feral cats wrecked everything. <laughs> Fuck. Stop going down and feeding the goddamn cat. The book is coming. I got the book for uh, Christmas. The story was Whitey was living fine. They could not find him. He'd lived there in Santa Monica, right down the street from the Third uh, Third Street Promenade, for 15 years. The way they found him, the FBI knew was, well, let's not put his picture up anymore. Let's put the picture up of his girlfriend. Yeah. Within hours yep. of putting her goddamn picture up, she's the lady who feeds the cats across the street. Yep. So then guess what happens? Jimmy B is in cuffs, gets drug away, and a month later he's sitting there and some guy smashes his fucking head in. He's walking down to the pier every day. Probably having, I don't know, a nice mocha. The next thing he's doing, he's watching the frontal lobe of his brain come right through the front of his nose. Because she had to go down and feed the goddamn cat. 
I thought they found him when they did a fake call that someone broke into a storage unit underneath the garage. Correct. But the way they did it first was by putting her picture yeah. on America's Most Wanted. A lady across the street, boy, if yeah. I'm her, I get the hell out of town. Sticking her nose where it didn't belong. Oh, that's a sweet lady across the street. She feeds all the cats. She's wondering, hey, shut up. We got it. They where do you live? everything in cash the entire time they lived Dude, there. Dude, he had 60 grand in yeah. the wall. Yeah. And so they came, the apartment manager, oblivious to everything, like, hey, do you know this guy? Oh, he's my neighbor. Nice guy. <laughs> Thanks. Tell them, get that asshole down here. Get that asshole down here. <laughs> so they called her. And they said there's an issue with your storage unit under the building. So she comes down. Dude, <laughs> this is the best part of this whole story. So she comes down, and then they, she, they make her call up and say, get him down here. So he comes down. He sees the FBI. And he goes, you know what? 15 years ago, I wouldn't have fallen yeah, for this shit. Yeah, this shit. <laughs> but the FBI guy tells his story. And he goes, uh, all of a sudden, a neighbor lady comes in to the garage. And they're putting putting Whitey in handcuffs. And this neighbor lady, we all have one, super nosy, yeah. starts running her goddamn mouth. Hey, what are you doing? That's Herbert from apartment 301. He's done nothing wrong. Let him go. And the FBI guy said, Bulger looks at him and goes, she's out of her fucking mind. I'm James Bulger. Let's go. <laughs> she's out of her fucking mind. Yeah, no, Bulger had no patience for her at all. Because the FBI guy goes, oh, my God, did I just arrest somebody with dementia? Oh, my God. And he's like, she's out of her fucking mind. I'm James Bulger. Let's go. Dude, that story is so great that yeah, he had no time. But if his goddamn wife or girlfriend... Was him feeding those fucking cats in Santa Monica. Whitey's just hanging out up there every day watching Kurt Sandoval on Channel 7. <laughs> All right, real quick before we go. Jeannie Buss did something that made zero sense the other day. Oh, no. She came out with her list of top five Lakers of all time. The oh, top boy. five most important people to the Laker franchise. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. So here, here's her five, and there's one major one that's missing, and people are like, what the fuck, Jeannie? Okay. okay. Kobe, okay. Kareem. LeBron, Magic, and she put Phil Jackson. Where's Riley? Well, where's Jerry, where's Jerry West? West? That's the one. Because Jerry West, until the one they won last year, had been responsible for every Laker championship in Los Angeles. Jerry, uh, the feeling is that Jerry's had a huge falling out with the Lakers. I understand that. But still, they've won all those championships in L.A. You're going to act like the logo. But you're going to take Riles out, too? Dude, fucking, she put Phil because she banged Phil. Of course. But Jesus Christ. I mean, Jerry got you Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. You know, what the fuck? If you're Shaq, you're pissed, right? Oh, Shaq's not there. Shaq's either. not on the list. Why would you do that? Why I would love Gene. You, you don't have to make the list. Do top Just 10. say no. I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, don't do that. Jesus, Jeannie. You Come stepped on. in it. You never step in it. You stepped in it. Ah, Jeannie, you're still gorgeous, though. You still love her. <laughs> That's why we put erasers on pencils. There, there we go. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, one quick thing. Yeah. One quick thing. Great. I know everybody, the focus is on baseball, and it should be. But for anybody, Southern California fan and a fan of sports and a fan of the NHL, it is a great week this week in the NHL. Quentin Byfield, number two pick, highest drafted African-American player in the history of the National Hockey League, 
was called up to the taxi squad for the Kings today. From people that have dealt with him, Dave, they say he is at 18 years old, maybe as polite a kid as you can ever imagine. He got thrown into the AHL this year because the CHL didn't play, and he's an 18-year-old kid playing against men. Well, he got out a little bit slow, but ended the year number two on the team in points. He's now up with the Kings. It's a great week because the Kings have a bunch of games going against the Ducks. It's expected that by the end of the week, uh, Quentin Byfield will make his NHL debut. And I just say that kind of in a time right now where it's a little weird race relations-wise, this guy is going to do so much for the sport of hockey, and he's right here in Southern California. He's an amazing guy, wears 55 like your pal Mark Grant. Um, They're going to do with him, though, There's 11 games left, including tonight. Byfield will only play in six because the Kings are not going to the playoffs. They don't want to burn a year of his entry-level contract. It makes sense. But he is expected to play in six games and maybe as early as this weekend. But like I said, he's only 18 years old, uh, highest-drafted African-American player, just incredible class, incredible talent. I think he's 6'5", 215. Just a big, strong athlete, can score goals, the whole thing. Very, very exciting day, not only for hockey, but Southern California hockey fans. I know a bunch of you are Ducks fans. The Ducks have a bunch of young talent. The Kings have a bunch of young talent. And I was saying to my buddy today, man, in a couple of years, the Kings-Ducks are going to be like what we've seen with Dodgers-Padres. And people nationally will be talking, I believe, about Southern California hockey, their way they're doing it about Southern California baseball but insanely exciting and a kid that I think a lot of us should pay attention to and be excited that he's down here playing. So just keep an eye, Quentin Byfield, number 55 for the Kings. Try to give you more information on Wednesday night as to when he may actually make his debut. All right, we're back on Wednesday, everybody. So 